What up? Hello. How's it going? Girl, my face is ready for a facial. Oh, well, it's a good thing that is the case because we have invited somebody that could get right on that and help you to set up a facial. And I'm not talking about <laughs> one of your hookups. <laughs> I thought you were. Oh, uh, my God, that's the kind of facial I want right now. <laughs> well, I could set that up with you on Tinder. I know that's not just. What? <laughs> Can you imagine Wendy Wakanda Washington on Tinder? Like, yeah. So uh, in the episode, we do mention that I'm recently not uh, what's the exclusive, but I'm exiled. Yeah. <laughs> so to get over it, I decided to get Tinder. Yes. I'm sure I could find somebody with that works at a spa. Oh. I could get you a facial. <laughs> oh no, okay. I mentioned spas, and my quote-unquote ex works at a spa. Oh, I mean, I, that wasn't even the spa I was thinking of. I was thinking of like a gay spa. Yeah, you were you thinking know. of the sauna, like Titan, Titan yes. sauna. Of which I've never been to Titan. So Titan, if you're listening to this podcast, please get me a free pass because I, I. So far, I haven't gotten any invitation there, so I'm not gonna go there on my own. Uh, but yeah, I've gotten an invitation from like somebody that works there. I don't know if he's the owner, but he works there, and he would always invite me there. And I was like, I just want some quality time with you. Like, <laughs> I just want to, you know, Netflix, and then we go straight to Pound Town. Yeah, skip the sauna. But apparently, I don't know. Well, I don't want to say anything because we we need sponsors. So yeah, Titan, Titan, please sponsor us. Ding ding ding. Yes. And who's today's guest? Today's guest is Annie Tagonist. Woo. Yes, she is one of the first queens in the city, mm. and she's one of those queens that are recognizable instantly because of her face. Yes, yeah. ma'am. There are two types of queens. There are queens who just paint for the sake of painting and yep. then there are queens who have particular faces and they stick mm. to those faces like Trixie or what, Bianca Del Rio Bianca Del Rio like Paul. yeah you can see them Raven you know yep. you can see them from a mile away that okay that's blah 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 that's who's coming up the stairs that's yes. who's coming up the escalator yeah and that's also an antagonist she has a mug and she's known for it mm -hmm. so if you're one of those queens who are interested in having a recognizable face and want to brand your drag yes. through your through your face <laughs> oh that was a tongue twister um <laughs> Definitely listen to this podcast because any antagonist is one queen with a recognizable face. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And in this episode, we we do go into any uh, antagonist, protagonist, and their uh, specific faces for those characters. Yeah. We also talk a little bit about some other queens, like um, the recent thing with Britta Filter. Yeah. Yeah. And um, let's take a listen to what Winnie's real opinion is of Miss Filter. You are not shit. Let me tell you now. Uh -oh. You ain't shit. You ain't never been shit. That's and you are said. not going to be shit. Uh -huh. So. She said it. I mean, somebody had to say it. And she meant it. Exactly. And if you want to hear why she said it, stick around, honey. Exactly. Context is important yes, on this one. Yes, ma'am. We would never, ever try to steer you wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or do, uh, what's it called? Deceptive 
Clickbait. Clickbait. <laughs> yeah, no, we would never do that. Definitely not a clickbait. This is for real. This These are true. my feelings for Brita Filter. Uh, yeah. So anyway, let us get into it. You know I keep it real. So yeah, mm-hmm. I will keep it real about Brita Filter as well. Yes. So um, anyway, the episode is not about Brita Filter. It's about an antagonist and her iconic mug. Yeah. And if you want to know how to get a face that is yours and recognizably yours, definitely keep tuned in to this episode. If you want to know what kind of makeup you need or what, if you have the resources to do this or you don't, Stick around and Miss Taganis or Mr. Taganis um, will talk all about it. Exactly. All right, let's jump into it. Woohoo! Hey, Hexy. Hey. How you doing? Uh, I'm okay. Anything new in your life? Take a big guess. Do you want to guess if I'm exclusive anymore? <laughs> I'm guessing not. <laughs> You're right. So what would be the opposite of hexclusive? Um, hexiled. Hex open. <laughs> no, I've been hexiled from the island of love. Yeah, uh, guys, oh my God, the hex needs a boyfriend, y'all. So if you're in Hanoi and... Needs? Yeah, you definitely need one, girl. <laughs> like, you cannot live without one. Yeah, we've come to find out, even, in my, even though in my younger days I was... I thought I was an independent woman, but turns out I'm a needy, emotional wreck without <laughs> yeah. a man but a man at my side. True. I mean, <sighs> I like a man on my side, but for one night. The next day, they must go home. She but... likes a, a man. Wait. She likes a man that she's inside. Yes. <laughs> and once I'm outside, they also have to sashay away. They, they also have to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway... um. If you're in Hanoi and you are looking for a six-foot man... Um, with who, thick skin. With thick skin. That, beautiful hair. Yes, who happens to eyelashes, wear makeup sometimes, but is... A bass voice. Yeah, <laughs> bass voice, versatile top. Uh, please <laughs> message the podcast and I will make sure that I hook you up with the hex because the girl needs a man. And okay. that you can deal with a paranoid mess of a anxious yeah. wreck that is <laughs> true, the hex true story like she's less paranoid around people but she tells me that like when she's alone she paces around the house and i'm like girl come on like that's so weird <laughs> so yeah <laughs> but i thought it was normal i thought people pace around talk to themselves no who does that like that's so weird <laughs> okay we'll ask our guest in order to see if i'm the one who's weird or you're the one who's weird <laughs> so In today's episode, we'll be talking to one of the most talented queens in the city. She can perform, Mm. beat a mug, sew, and she knows just the right balance between cute and monstrous. Oh my goodness. She is not just a drag queen, she is also a drag king. That part. She is one of the first five queens to join the scene. And everyone in Taeho can recognize her face five blocks away. I think Absolutely. even farther. Yes. Her mug is so iconic, we had to invite her just to talk about that part. Give it up for the Queen Antagonist or the King Brotagonist. Yay! Yay! For Antagonist. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> <I'm> Brotagonist. <laughs> How are you doing, girl? I'm doing great. How are you? We are doing good. We are um, humidified, but thank yes. God there's air conditioner in this room. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen you in a long time. So yeah. um, how's life been for you? 
Yeah, it's been all right. I really haven't been doing much other than working, to be honest. Oh my God, toddlers are the worst. They are the worst. They cry when their mothers leave. Um, That's true. They do. It's, oh, it's such an emotional wreck, and I'm like. I'm sure I wasn't like that when I was a toddler. Like, mom, Maybe. correct when he, me. <laughs> when he's like, I miss my mom too. And they just remind me every time I see them cry. Uh, exactly. But you don't see me crying about it, bitch. Oh. <laughs> You're also not two. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm only six years older than them. So it uh, can oh, make oh. the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. What? What? No, no. no. I mean, sure. <laughs> Whatever, bitch. <laughs> okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, my name's Annie Tagonist. I grew up in Western North Carolina. And I'm from the USA. North Carolina. I've never been to North Carolina. So if you could uh, describe North Carolina with one adjective, what would you use? Or your hometown, I guess. Mm, rural. Rural, yes, go on. Okay, Um, can you elaborate? Yeah, I mean, I'm from the country. Our town had about has now ten thousand people. Oh, yeah. So it's a small town for the U.S. Um, Pretty much what you imagine like a white American town looking like. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have did when you went to school? Were people dressing in like? Cowboy boots and Wranglers? No, not quite. <laughs> oh, wow. Lots of camo, lots of ball caps, oh. driving trucks. Mm. Every year there was one day a year where people would drive tractors to work. And Nuh-uh. then sorry, to school, not work. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, it's almost, it's a very different kind of countryside for you. It's almost like woods. Yeah, mountains. Woodsy. Oh, mm. mountains and woods. Okay. Mine was very much like farmers. We want to be cowboys. Mm. We, we want to be... Texas. Yeah, we want to be um, John Wayne. <laughs> when Is it we grow beautiful up. though? So beautiful, I miss it all the time. Mm, ah, probably cool. quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very quiet. Quieter, yeah. Lots of stars. That's one of the things I love when I get to go home. <sighs> yeah, I do miss. Yeah, all the stars. I do miss when we did live out, like kind of in the woods, and you could just sit out on the front porch, and it was quiet. And of course, I took um, I took advantage of it back then. Like I didn't appreciate it at the at the time. Mm. I just did it, you know, to get some quiet time, but you can't really do that here. No, I people... did not appreciate it when I grew up. I hated it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally hate it. And I people in Hanoi take vacations to go to where to a place like that mm-hmm. so they can sit and stargaze. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my hometown was voted like best place to retire one year. So it was not a young person's town. Nope. It was for old people. We used to joke when I was in high school that People came there to die, not to live. Uh, I feel like we so had the same. I think we had the same joke about <laughs> ours too. <laughs> okay. Um, in your little beautiful. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but in your little town, um, like in mine, I sort of still had some kind of, you know, running with the queer community. But what about you? What? When was the first time? How was the first time you came in contact with the queer community? In my hometown, there wasn't a queer community at all. In my high school, all the queer kids seemed to find each other. We were all friends. Mm. Wait, you're gay? I'm queer. Oh, (gasps) shocker. Oh, Oh my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know that this is a Christian Yes, oh, my God. Can we call uh, Ben Shapiro up in here? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Mm. 
<laughs> okay, continue, continue. Um, in my high school, no one really came out. In the time that I was there, there was only one person who was like publicly out to the whole school. So some of my friends, we were out to each other. Some of us didn't come out until much later. Mm. Um, so because of that, we kind of started looking for places to go be ourselves because we couldn't in our school in our town. Um, when we turned 18, we would all pile into my car. I would drive us to Asheville, which is about 30 minutes away mm. and we would go to the drag club and that was always really fun so that, that was also my introduction to drag yeah um, this so. sounds cute because i we did the same thing we would pi all pile into a car and go drive to like oklahoma city oklahoma city mm. where they had the gay bars all like collected near a brahms i don't know if they have brahms there but no. <laughs> it's like a it's it, bleh. but uh yeah we would go there and go to all the gay clubs right in that little corner yeah, it was really fun. Um, and, you know, the drinking age in the USA is 21. So we would go. We were 18. Mm -hmm. We would be sober the whole night. The show would end. And Sabotage. then we would just go home. <laughs> we would just drive home. Because, like, we were, and that's all we wanted to do. We were just like, we just want to be here and enjoy everything and then just go home. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what about the, the kid that you said that came out in high school? Did anybody give him issues a lot? Um. I don't know. I don't really remember. Mm. I don't think so because he mostly just hung out with us. Oh, but I think okay. the reason he had like the courage to come out is because his parents were gay. So he has oh, two moms. So, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I think that was one of the things that he felt okay doing. He's been around mm. gay people. Like, okay. We hadn't. We were like we just found each other and we didn't know what it was to like be queer. <laughs> yeah. Very okay. forward thinking family. Nice. <laughs> My best friend came out and. He had some people that would heckle him, but it, it wasn't as min it wasn't as much as you would think in a small town America. That's good, surprisingly. But um, did you always know you were a queer woman? No, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm I'm attracted to men and women and all across the spectrum, like non-binary people. But because I was attracted to men, I was like, oh, I'm straight because I'm, mm -hmm. I'm attracted to men. I'm straight, and I kind of sat with that because. Well, it wasn't really okay to be openly gay or queer in mm -hmm. my town. So I was like, I just kind of wanted to protect myself, I guess, and didn't really think much of it because I was usually in a relationship with a man. So. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Mm. And um, have you ever, when did you come out or if you ever did or probably uh, realize? Probably my mid-20s was when I realized. So the first person I came out to was my boyfriend. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Mm. Cool. And how did he take it? Well, I mean, your boyfriend, I think it was very... as in uh, Michaela Jill Carter. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really a big deal. Like, I don't really remember. I think it was just kind of came up in casual conversation. Um, did you have an easy upbringing? I don't know if I'd say easy, but um, I had a good upbringing. I had a really good family, like. My father, I was raised by a single father, and he made sure we had everything we needed, food, house, and so, like, that was good. Obviously, like, there was bullying when I was younger because I was poor and fat. Oh. But, I mean, pretty good. Like, I feel like I turned out to a good adult, like, decent yeah. person. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. I think, yeah. Well-rounded. <laughs> Honestly, bullying Famous. in high school it happens across the board and yeah, at the time it may sound like it's the end but i think almost everyone if you just push through you know that there's um another side of the rainbow yeah, of that course. you can yeah. get to yeah. right but it yeah. all, it helps 
<clears throat> excuse me, it helps, of course, to find people that you have the same interests in. So that would definitely help you to get past it. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. obviously when you get bullied, you might feel very alone. Mm -hmm. So it definitely helps to have let, find your community or your group of friends that share the same interests so you can feel more empowered. Right. Well, when yeah. you're a teenager, there are just so many insecurities and everyone's oh, trying to figure out who they are, what they want, so they're lashing out at yeah. everyone. Yeah, they're insecure, sure. so they start pulling out your insecurities, and you say, no, no, bitch, those are mine, give them back. Yeah. I'm taking ownership of them. True. <laughs> anyway, so uh, who were some of your muses as a child? Um, as a child, I don't know if I really had any muses. I was like obsessed with like boy bands, like Backstreet Boys, <laughs> Britney Spears, Ricky Martin. But um, when I was a teenager, I was really into punk music, so... I was. Mm. I really looked up to Brody Armstrong, and I really looked up to Kathleen Hanna. So mm. Kathleen Hanna of Never heard of the Bikini Kill. <laughs> yeah, and let's Riot Girls. Right. Yes. So okay. I was really into like Riot Girl and pop punk, punk music. I mean, and just like really strong female women. Yeah, that was like what female the women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> female women. Oh. That was like what the mid two thousands. That was like the emo kind of scene kid thing that was coming up in america mm. yeah i was most of my friends were into that too i tried to go the gothy side but eventually i started listening to indie emo scene stuff too because it was everywhere yeah of course and it was like it was nice. those were the artsy <laughs> kids so that's yeah. who you would usually hang out with at the time yeah, that the sounds like people. white people music to me, unfortunately. <laughs> it, it is. Yes. <laughs> like, it is definitely a white person thing. Not that yes. there weren't people of color, of course, but it's, it's definitely, if you listen to the music, it's definitely very much white boy singing about his problems. Okay. Yes. But who are some, <laughs> or white girl wanting to step on the white boys. So, who are some of your muses now? Um... I actually had to think really hard about this one because I, I like follow so many people and I get inspired by so many people. Mm -hmm. But I think Priscilla Chambers, <clears throat> who is on Dragula, she's actually from Asheville, near where, so from my area, and her drag is like... Where you went to see the drag shows, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. Well, I didn't ever get to see her because she started after I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Priscilla Chambers, and then TJ Maxx, who's a drag king. Okay. And also Show Pony, who's a drag king. They're really ah. cool. Um, and Dolly Parton. I'm very inspired by Dolly Parton. Yes, well, she's, yes. she is a diva, honey. She is. She's the unicorn yeah. of uh, country music. Yeah. Yes. The well-rounded, per se, unicorn. All right, so let's jump into your drag. Yes, um, You are, and you are one of the first that who started doing drag in the Hanoi scene. I'm the... Fourth. Anyway, in the <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm the fourth. Oh. She just, like, wanted, yeah. just so I just everyone... wanted to shine yeah. as well. Okay. In the... <laughs> so, like, okay, in the podcast, in the first and second episode, we talked a lot about the beginning of the scene. So we'll skip all of that um, and how it was like when you started. Let's talk about how you started doing drag in particular. Who was the first drag queen that you saw? Ever? Those are two in questions in one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, I was so... I just started reading. I was like, wait a minute. Okay, so let's talk about how you started doing drag. <laughs> um, actually, my boyfriend started doing drag first. Yes, oh, he's right, right, right. number two in the scene. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, he is number two because yeah, number yeah. one is lavender, and, mm. and then number two is 
Emma Carter. The mm. Kayla wasn't born yet, but mm-hmm. yeah, carry on. Yeah, I was well, surprised. Was I didn't know that. And, and I, of yeah. course, of course, yes, yes. But, but like, the beginning of the scene, yeah, the basically. Way it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. absolutely. Um, so he started doing drag first, um, and then I started learning to do makeup because I wanted to do his makeup. I was like, because that wasn't something that really interested him. So mm. we started taking lessons together. And as I started doing his makeup, I started learning more about like AFAB performers and that women could do drag. I did not know that. Yes, ma'am. And when I learned that, I started like thinking about it, wasn't sure if I wanted to do it. And then there was the RuPaul's Drag Race viewing party, the finale party, and I walked the runway. And when I walked the runway, I ripped off my shirt to expose a sparkly bra. And I got an incredible response from the audience. And I had three women come up to me that night and tell me that they were like very inspired and they felt really good about themselves and seeing me. And I realized that I, I don't ha- I didn't, the audience that I have is women. Mm. So I was like, oh, I should do drag because I was worried. That you wouldn't have an audience maybe. Well, I was really. Con- that you, were you worried that pause. they were, <laughs> it's okay. Were you worried that there were, there was nobody that would be interested in what you had to say as an artist? Yeah, and I wasn't, I know that some AFAB performers in the USA who have a hard time getting booked and Mm. being taken seriously, so I wasn't sure if I was ready to kind of do that. And I didn't see myself as an artist. Mm. I have never performed, and I wasn't sure if that's something I wanted to do. Um, But then whenever those women came up to me, I felt like very, I was very encouraged to try it. At least try it. Some people are natural. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really just wanted to try it. I was like, okay, well... These women seem to be happy to see me. So I was like, you know. <laughs> And that feels good. Are you yeah, happy was... to see me right now? <laughs> I, like be- I like being fawned over. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so then I was like, well, I'm going to start doing my own makeup and seeing what I can come up with and if I like it. Like, it was more of a let's try it and see how okay, it goes. Okay, okay. Mm. Who, and so back to my question that I ran into earlier, who was the very first drag queen that you saw? Roxy Hart. Oh. So, a drag queen in Western North Carolina. Mm. Is she also thick and juicy? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. okay, okay. So, the reason, I, um, a friend of mine worked at with Roxy Hart at Lowe's, and that's why we started going to drag shows. Because, oh. so he invited her to come to the drag shows, and so we went to see Roxy Hart, her co-worker, who worked at Lowe's with her, which is like a construction... Home Depot. Uh, Home oh. Depot, yeah. Like, oh, wait. I guess people would also <laughs> not know... Yeah, like... Uh, you can get lumber, plants, mm, lighting. Like, it's just a home store. Home department. Okay. Yeah. There's, like, a particular word, but come on, Roxy Hart, working at Lowe's, <laughs> picking up lumber. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I obviously don't know what a Lowe is. Uh, it's, but, it's like a home, de- yeah, yeah. home department <laughs> okay, store. Yeah. You store. I get it now. Oh, yeah, home improvement store. Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, and uh, how would you describe any antagonist? Um, I usually describe any antagonist as kind of like a hyper feminine version of myself because in my everyday life I don't pro- I don't express my gender in a very hyper feminine way, mm. but those things still exist inside of me, and I really love extravagant costume pieces, and so I really wanted to have more over the top things and create an over the top shape. Mm. So like very. <clears throat> Big hips, smaller waist, but yes. like a very full-bodied woman. 
Okay, okay. And big, and big hair, even yes. though it's messy. Yeah. <laughs> but that True. is proof that women also have drag inside of them and they want to bring it out and we should not yeah, stop true. it. And mm. even though you're here about your face, you are also one of those people that people recognize your hair instantly because mm. like your hair is messy and big. Like, and, With the bangs. Yeah, a lot of us in the city don't really wear messy hair, you know, unless if... I mean, it for me, it has to be specific, obviously. Mm. I've worn your wigs a couple of times and every time I wear that wig, I just hope that nobody's gonna call me any antagonist <laughs> that night, you know, because it's like your signature hair style, you know, but yeah, lucky nobody's ever called me any antagonist, so <laughs> it kind of worked out. What could you call um, that hairstyle? It's like there's the bang and then it, two sides are very poofy and the top is not, it's like flatter. I don't know, it's just a tease mess. It's like teased <laughs> the other house down, but like you cannot untangle it, basically. Black no. yeah. cotton candy yeah. with some string <laughs> exactly. on the Exactly. Yeah. Oh, remind me to give you two of your wigs at the end of this podcast. <laughs> but it's so easy to store. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, yes. You can store it in a bag and throw it in a bag. Yes, yeah. I was yes. thinking about it. Yes, because I was like, oh, should I put it on a mannequin? No. And I was like, oh, no, I'm just going to put it in a bag. Like, <laughs> put it on a mannequin, that's going to ruin the style. It's going to take the integrity out of the piece exactly <laughs> so um i remember you saying that like when you started drag you thought you would be the queen of headpieces um but oh, okay. um but you didn't really make many headpieces so how has your drag evolved from when you started to now well yeah when i started i really wanted to do big costume pieces like headpieces every few Every time I came up with a concept or a performance, I would think of what I could put on my head. Mm. Um, quickly, I learned that you, it's hard to perform with a headpiece. Yes. <laughs> and I wasn't skilled enough to figure out how to put them on my head and keep them on my head. So I would make them and then take them off almost immediately in the performance. And I was like spending so much time on these headpieces. I ended up deciding to just not do that, focusing on performance, focusing on the whole thing rather than just the headpiece. Okay, mm. and how did your drag evolve from there? Um, from the beginning, like, what has been the most change? Radical Drastic change. or radical change? I feel like my makeup evolved very quickly. Mm. Like, it went from busted. It was really oh. busted the first few times. <laughs> Even though I, had, I took lessons and, like, I knew the foundation. I knew how to, like figure stuff out, but I did not know what my face was for a long time. Oh, and same. Then, but once I found it, it evolved pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like my performances got much better slowly. I don't know. Okay. I, That's a hard question. <laughs> I don't know, but I I heard some performances, like, I wish I could have seen, like, where you smashed into the cake and ate it. Yeah, and that was one of your very... First performances, right? Yeah, and that sounded awesome. I wish yeah, I could have seen it. Yeah, it was a great performance. I think you also did it for a digital drag. I've done um, it a few times, yeah. Yeah, you did. Because <laughs> it was one of my favorites, but it's retired because when I did it for digital drag, I did it in my house and confetti and glitter and cake are almost impossible to get off your floor. And I felt so bad for any time I'd done that at a venue. 
And so yeah. I've pretty much decided I need to do less messy numbers because I didn't realize <laughs> how shame. horrible it was. It was horrible. For shame. Aw. Since he's retired. <laughs> okay, okay. When I did... mean, people can still find it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, on your Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Awesome. She, she did the cake smashing and the confetti and the balloons and all of that. Um, you did Melanie Martinez. Pity party. Pity party mm. for, uh, it was for Bitch Pudding's second digital drag show. Yeah. Yes. And Bitch Pudding was living for you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that was I awesome. think that day you had the best uh, production design out of mm. everyone. Yeah. Worked really hard on that set. Yeah. yeah. She was like, it wow. Looked look, like it. Yeah. Look at these people in Vietnam. She had her eye on us for a second there. Yeah. <laughs> so. When We're did, all amazing. Yes. Of course. So when did Brotagonist join the Tagonist family? In 2020. And this was meant to be the year <clears throat> of Brotagonist. Ah. Coronavirus has crapped on coronavirus. that. Coronavirus. <laughs> yes, coronavirus. I tried, to, I, tried to take Win, I tried to take Winnie's thing. I don't know if I could do it quite as Cardi B-ish. <laughs> Just watch Cardi B videos. You'll get it. <laughs> uh, except for the... <clears throat> sorry. Except for the obvious, one is a male, one is a female. What is the main difference between antagonist and protagonist? Uh, antagonist is like a hyper femme character, um, and is always femme. So there's no like dabbling in masculine features at all. It's very yeah. straightforward, long hair. She's long. a woman, baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's no boy drag to antagonist. I wear hip pads. I corset. Like. It's actually very uncomfortable as well. Yeah, and you <laughs> contour your boobs and put them close to your chin. Yeah, you wear so, two bras. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I know where to put my boobs. Yes. And some double Ds, stacked yeah. double Ds, like lashes. Yeah. So, Isn't it painful, though? It's so painful. Yeah, because you're like, I, I look at them and I'm like, they're so... Hi, I don't know and, how she gets them there. And it seems very like, tight, yeah. Yes. Yes, and the underwire in the middle. Them. That's where that's oh. where it hurts. Okay, Ooh. okay, it makes sense. And like, then like under the armpits, that's where it hurts. God, yeah. <laughs> no. Yes, yes. Oh my god. Cuz you're not meant to wear two bras. I don't know if you knew uh, that. I, I, mean, well, yeah. I was kind of wondering about that. Well, I would also say antagonist is like maybe also a destructive power. I see a lot of performances where she's very destructive or rebellious yes mm. yeah mm. what about protagonist protagonist is not a hyper masculine character because a lot of drag king when you a lot of people when they think drag king they think hyper masculine because mm-hmm. when you see drag queen it's <clears throat> hyper feminine mm-hmm. yeah but protagonist is actually i'm i really like doing protagonist at the moment because it's more of an exploration of my own gender expression mm. um so i've been trying to play more with feminine and masculine together because mm. I obviously cannot hide my boobs and my hips. That's impossible, even under loads yeah, of clothes. Like, yeah, I, true. It would just and be ill-fitting. I stopped taping. I bought a binder. <laughs> I bought a binder. I couldn't tape. It was oh, okay. a binder. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, so, still painful, right? Yeah. So the only thing I do for protagonist to alter my body is to wear a binder. And then everything else remains. And then I try to play with, like feminine mannerisms, masculine mannerisms, mm. and I get don't have to wear a wig, which is nice. Yeah, <laughs> I you... mean, I've also realized that protagonist is sexy, which is one thing that antagonist stays mm. away from, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. That's one thing I noticed 
when I started performing as protagonist, <laughs> that I feel much more comfortable being sexy as protagonist. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I feel Work. sexier as protagonist than I ever have as antagonist. Wow. <laughs> yes. okay. Would and you... it, it could be because I'm not wearing corset, hip pads, heels, you but also it is my body. It's not an idea of my body. Okay, uh, okay. You know, yeah. I feel like if I wear something that is very like skin revealing and more of my regular body, I f I automatically feel sexier than when I've got like fake boobs and a butt for some reason. If that makes yeah. any no, sense. No, it does because it's your body and you're owning it. So it's yeah. like, oh, this yeah. is actually me. Yeah, not it's like a fake me. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to take me home, I have nothing else to take off except for this, you know, two piece. Yeah. <laughs> so would you ever consider getting a dick, fake dick? No. Or a bigger dick. No, I don't. I don't. I don't pack or anything, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. don't want to. I mean, I do okay. if it's a part of the performance. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, even as an antagonist, I once had chicken in my underpants, mm. and I took it out and ate it. Ooh, <laughs> yes, that's always um, great. I guess that's one description of my drag. I'm a food queen. Oh, oh yeah, 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 true. That's she right. does love food. food. Yeah, and it's always. I love the bloody chicken. I've wanted to use it myself a couple yeah. times. Uh, it looks like an organ. Yes, it really cheese. does. Yes. <laughs> yes, a chicken breast in fake blood that you make yourself out of cocoa powder, powdered sugar. It looks like a liver. It, it looks does. like a liver. It does. And when it she does, it bites does. into it, it you're looks like, really Whoa. disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and then you so, spit it out all over the floor. <laughs> and you're like, I kind of want a piece of it. So I'm guessing to this next question, <laughs> you're going to have phases with it. Um, but, um, right now, which character do you enjoy doing more? Protagonist. Because it's Bro still very new mm. and I have a lot more ideas right now because like, not that I ran out of ideas with antagonist, but yeah, I have a lot more new concepts, new things have opened up, like more male lead, like more vocal, what is it called? Male-led vocals, I yeah, guess? Yeah, male-led vocals mm. are now opened up to me as an opportunity. Not that they weren't as antagonists, but if I'm doing a hyper-feminine character, I want to have a female voice. Yeah, so, yeah. fair. So yeah. for protagonists, I can... The, like, music has opened up completely different types of music. Mm -hmm. And now I get to play with, like, what costume pieces I want because mm. I have to kind of build a new costume. Like, because... Wardrobe. And yeah, because antagonist is very feminine, so I can still use some things, but, like, I have to figure out what I want protagonist to look like. Okay, mm. fair, fair, fair. And I feel like drag kings are up and coming, finally. Mm. They were yeah. pushed aside for a while and people... I used to, when I went to my first drag show, I mean, I I think we were all like, oh, the drag king is here and doing a, a song and not moving around very much. Ooh. I'm gonna kill you. I just hit the mic. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> right, people, let's carry on. people used to like look at drag kings as like, not as great as drag queens. It is time that we see more drag performers. I honestly don't understand how a show can only require charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, but there is this assumption that drag kings don't have that. Yeah, you know? only and gay men have it. Yeah, and I will also admit to the fact that I thought it was like that, and Landon Sider proved me so wrong. Yes. Like, he proved me so wrong because mm. what he did, <clears throat> he wasn't even trying to be natural, you know? Like, he wasn't trying to mm. be a man. He yeah. was trying to be a drag king. And I was yep. like, oh, my God, this is a legitimate art form. Absolutely. And I cannot believe that I've known about drag for so long. Yes. Yet I have never known the power of 
drag kinging, you know. Yeah. So and it's been around for a while. There have been sickening drag kings doing crazy costumes, yeah. exaggerated male or female or any so whatever, just an exaggerated exactly. version of a exactly. gender yes. something. Yes. And yeah, people just been putting it to the side. That's how, you know, sometimes popular media, unfortunately, does those things. Right. Yeah, I mean the number one show showcasing drag doesn't showcase drag kings. Yeah, so unfortunately, unless people went out of their way to find that, why would they know about it? Agreed, yeah. agreed. Yeah, sad. So. But yeah, Sapphire Rain. Shout out to her. Shout out to him yes. because he does a mean Freddie Mercury imper- mm. imp- imp- impersonation. <laughs> that was Winnie's yeah. impersonation of someone that speaks English. Imagine, fuck you. <laughs> but like, jokes, yeah. jokes. We would never make fun of people trying to speak English as English teachers. Yeah, don't I mean, come for me. Yeah, don't come for me, bitch. Um, yeah, I, I have a character in mind. Um, I do also have a song in mind. I also have this name, but it makes me nervous because the two times that I went out as not Winnie Wakanda Washington, but in makeup, I felt really uncomfortable. Oh no! Like I didn't feel your fantasy yeah i didn't feel the fantasy so i'm really hoping that i can get there with this character so yeah i I think it was just because you didn't go out as dragged up as you could have oh yeah true i was wearing my boy clothes with a face yeah yeah okay drag king isn't just a boy yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, maybe that's why. <laughs> All right. Um, let us. Oh, oh, yeah. Before we move on to the visage, um, <laughs> who is harder to do, protagonist or antagonist? Physically, I would say antagonist because <laughs> it just takes a lot more singeing. Yeah, cinching. There's so much on my body that makes me so uncomfortable, and walking in heels is not my strong suit. Um, uh, but, you stomp. You don't walk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, at least not, you don't fumble. I'm hyper feminine, but I'm not a lady. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> at least you don't. Lady, yes. At least you don't fall over yourself. That's. I'm trying to work on walking in heels, girl. Oh. But I'm, protagonist is can also be difficult because I have to do more masculine mannerisms. Which yeah. I do have a bit, but I have to think about it more. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they don't come time, naturally yeah, to you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So mm. it takes more thought. Like, oh, I need to do this, and I need to move my hand this way rather than doing it the way I always do it. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can see that because, obviously, as a guy, like, over the years, especially from living in Oklahoma and then also coming here and some people saying I was feminine, I tried to adopt more masculine characteristics but then doing drag, I was like, oh, I got to strip that away because it was bullshit. <clears throat> and I have to be like, I need to think more about how to move myself more feminine because mm-hmm. I was trying to make myself look more masculine for so long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Sabotage. it's opposite for protagonist, I guess. Right. Yeah. And and protagonist dro- makeup is much more difficult than antagonist makeup mm. ah. because <clears throat> I'm trying to make myself look more masculine and I don't have masculine features on my face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a pretty feminine face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True story. <laughs> okay, so um let us move on to the visage and talk about the face. Let's take people to on a journey to Instagram if they would please take out your phones, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, unless if you're like laptops. me and you listen to the podcast while going to work. Yeah, um, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if if you're on, if you live in Vietnam, you're still gonna take out your phone on the road. 
Not, oh, no, no, please, no, 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 please do not, don't. Do not, yes, people okay. would. Only do it when it's safe, but yeah, Red carry lights. on. Yes, Red light. Exactly. Yeah. Red light. So, um, uh, Annie Tagging's Instagram account, if you want to follow along, is at... What is your Instagram At Antagonist. That is A-N-N-I-E-T-A-G-O-N-I-S-T. Yes, At Antagonist. Think antagonist, but spell Annie first. Yes. And then move on to Tagonist. Okay. And for the first, for the longest time, you had one particular face for Antagonist. Was that an intentional choice? Um, I don't think it was meant... I really thought I would change that face. So when I found mm. this face and I was happy with this makeup and what I did was I was trying different styles of, I was picking what I liked off of other people's faces and putting mm. it on my own. <clears throat> and okay. then I figured out what I liked. And then because I was so nervous about performing, I kind of fell into that face because I really didn't want to think about what is my face going to look like on the performance night. Mm. So I really wanted to focus on perfecting the technique and figuring out what I needed to use because we know Hanoi is so hot Yeah, and I really didn't want my makeup to melt off and I didn't want my eyebrows to pop so I was really trying to perfect how I did my makeup like how I applied my makeup so then I kind of just had the same face and I would use different colors mm. but it allowed me to be like more recognizable yeah um people would always know my face mm -hmm. and it allowed me to go between different types of drags. So sometimes yeah. I want to be cute. Sometimes I want to be more monster and it allows me to still have the same face, still be recognizable, but being able to do different concepts, different ideas. Yeah. yeah. Incorporate different things Agreed. onto that face, dress up the mm -hmm. face. So can you pinpoint like the, the exact time or performance perhaps where you had your face for the very first time, the face that you started using as antagonist's face. Mm. The eyes I found actually a month after I started, after my debut. Mm. So okay. when I did the first time I did Pity Party, I had those eyes and I, that was the first time I used color contour. Ah. It wasn't as sharp as it yeah. is now. Mm -hmm. It was very much still like a softer contour. And now when I look at it, I'm like, wow, what soft contour. Uh, yeah. I remember at the time thinking it was so severe. Yeah. <laughs> she was subtle, subtle but, lady. Yeah, and then I had that for a long time, like almost two years, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, even yeah. two years. It's just been this year that I've started to change things up. And I would change small things about my makeup, mm. like the way I did my eyeliner, or the way I did my contour, the way I did my lips, but no one noticed but me. Mm. Everyone was like, oh, it's the same face. I'm like, but I changed this one tiny yeah. thing. Uh, <laughs> no one noticed. <laughs> if, and if people look at your feed, they, yeah, they will see that uh, certain cut crease that you do. Mm. Yeah. How would you describe that cut crease? I, I'm trying to imagine it, but... It's a huge eyeliner and then yeah. oh, a... Yeah. Bl thick black line to cut the to crease. cut the crease. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, and, okay. Then, and then inside, underneath the thick back line, will be a color. Yeah. And then yeah. on the outside, my contour will like on on the outside, my nose contour will connect to that color. To, oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It often looks like eyebrows. It's not meant to. I don't have eyebrows anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, your face doesn't normally have eyebrows, right? Yeah. yeah. I used to glue them on, like have like oh. little craft foam glitter yeah. mouth. Oh, cute. But, 
it was too hot and they kept melting off. Oh and no! I would get caught Sabotage. in the legs while I was performing. Oh yeah. So I, was like, I don't need. <laughs> and I have a smaller forehead, so I was like, I don't have enough room yeah. for all of this. Also, <laughs> you, like, you wear it. bangs, so yeah. like, yeah, there's no need. Yeah. Yeah, basically. they would get hidden. Yeah. One less thing to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> when, true story. Well, when did you decide to switch things up to the new face? Um. Well, I never really wanted to practice more makeup. I was like, okay, I found my face. I'm happy with this. And I, and I am still very happy with it. I was very happy with it for a long time. Mm-hmm. But when we were in lockdown, it kind of... The first we did, time. We did the makeup <laughs> challenges. Mm-hmm. And I had the time to try out new faces. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I have time to like really push myself and figure out what I want to do. Um, and try there- new things. Because like I used to have a bottom lash. And um, yeah. my skin is very, it would get very irritated. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to cut out the bottom lash. I didn't want mm. it anymore because it was too mm. much work, took up a lot of time, and it was very irritating. So I really kind of tried to, again, went through Instagram, looked at people, figured out what I wanted to take from their face, put it on mine. I didn't, per se, copy exact mm. looks, but I'd be like, oh, I'm going to do that eye, that nose, that lip, and then put it on, see what I liked. And then I don't know if I figured out a whole new face, but mm. I have like different aspects for sure. It looks different. So it's like a Franken face <laughs> yeah. that ah. creates an antagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think a lot okay. of drag queens have a Franken face, but like yeah. you mm. figured out your new face during the color challenges, right? I think so. Um, it was after the color challenges. So oh, for the okay. color challenges, oh, yeah, I it still was did after. color yeah, you still and did. the antagonist yes. face. <laughs> and I got a lot of shit for that, even though I was learning new techniques every time. <laughs> still, they... Who gave you shit? <laughs> your looks, maybe BBQ or something, but your looks yeah, probably still, BBQ. Were, still were phenomenal. And yes, like, true. Now your yeah. new face is like, I would say, more snatch. It's, it kind of goes up more. Like the direction is more up. It elongates your face. Yeah. Yeah, definitely in more color. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been adding, like, more color around the eye. Mm-hmm. Like, more smoky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's messier, but it looks better. Mm. I, I don't like know if that more. makes sense. Yeah, I like yeah. it more. It looks... Yeah. It, it really fits the antagonist ideal, oh, thank I think. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, um, a lot of new queens might struggle to find their face. And what would you recommend to these two types of queen? On the one hand, we have an Aiden Zane who only has YouTube to look at makeup for inspiration. On the other hand, we have a queen with, we have a Lucy Hyman with a lot of resources <laughs> that they can um, use. Um, a couple of bank accounts. Yes, Swiss a couple of, yeah, <laughs> a couple of millions of dollars somewhere. <laughs> uh, what would you recommend for both queens? Let's start with Aiden Zane. Um, for someone who just has like Instagram and drugstore products, yeah, I would definitely. There are a lot of YouTube videos on how to do drag makeup on a drugstore budget. Mm-hmm. Look into that. Um, go on Instagram, find people you, that inspire you, that do that do the type of drag you kind of want to do, mm. and then figure out how you want to do your makeup, how you want your face to look. What do you want? Big lips? Do you want big eyes? Like, what do you want to accentuate or hide on your face? Yeah, I guess not really hide, but. What do you want to change in your on your face, and what do you want to achieve yeah. by doing your makeup? Kind of thinking, what do I want the finished product to look like? And then okay. practice yes. a lot. Yeah. I can't stress this enough. Just practice. Do you yeah. Wanna, yeah. It won't look good the first time. It won't look good the second time. <laughs> it only one look good six months later. Or in some cases, later. it still yeah. hasn't looked good for some yeah. ladies who, you know... 
but allow yourself to feel yourself because I look back at some of the pictures of me a long time ago and I'm like that was horrendous but I loved the way I looked so I just remember yeah, the feeling the I had feeling, that night. I'm yeah, like, exactly. oh I loved the way I looked that yes. now I look and I'm like oh that's yeah, that's no, scary. Like, like, you wouldn't go back there, but at the time it was good enough for the moment. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. Yeah, allow yourself to feel that, even if. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I I play this game Mobile Legends, and um, I'm trying to get the hex to play it, but the bitch is too old to play games. No, wait so, a minute. Uh... <laughs> I like to play like the solo games with the stories and like the ones that are like the most popular. Basically, solo games. I the online games I get so bored of because the, there's like the same thing over and over to me. I guess so. Yeah, I play this five versus five, and it's an online game. Um, and I had two accounts that I created before. One was Winnie the Queen, and the other one was Queen Winnie. And I lost those accounts. And yesterday, Betty Queen. Uh, the mother of victim helped me find them. Okay. And the pictures that I saw were like <gasps> from the old days of doing drag. I mean, one of them was like the first wet show where I had like the big Beyonce afro and like the intense black eyebrows that I drew on my original eyebrows oh, with no. like the littlest cut crease ever. <laughs> and I just remember how beautiful I thought I looked <laughs> that night. Like I even posted it on my Instagram that's how pretty I thought I was. No one can tell uh, you like, different. You were Beyonce. Yes. Washington. But looking Esquire. at it now, it's like, oh, damn, girl, you've gone a long way. Yeah. It's good to, like, go back and look and be like, oh, I have improved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Even if I look at, like, my old antagonist photos, even though I had the same face for two years, it looked different. Yeah, like, it does. Mm -hmm. I changed a lot of, like, techniques, and so I learned how to do it better. Yeah, so I got true story. what I wanted. Um, for the second type of person who has a lot of money, money and resources, <laughs> um, I was privileged in that I could take lessons. So I was living in Vietnam, where lessons are quite inexpensive. Mm. So I took makeup lessons because when I started drag, I didn't have foundation. I didn't know what foundation was. I knew about powder compacts. I didn't know anything about makeup. <laughs> all I could do, all I had was eyeliner and mascara. So I took lessons, and that taught me the foundation of how to put on actual makeup. Mm. It didn't teach me how to do drag makeup, but I learned so much from just that, like how to, like, actually, some techniques. Why you would use certain mm, products. Like yeah. how to set things, like... Mm. I learned about contour. I didn't know what contouring was and why we do contour. So it was really good. So I would recommend, if you can afford it, taking makeup lessons. It won't teach you how to do drag makeup, but it will t it will help you know where to start. Yeah. Okay. And, and, then, and, and someone will help you find what products you need to purchase. Yeah. Okay. And, and if, if you yes. have the money, you can buy all the products yeah. that they recommend. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Just not Jeffree Star. Yes. But. And <laughs> I agree. And I guess like also a professional is the one that knows a lot about faces and eyes mm. and like shapes and mm. stuff like that. And you might actually figure out your eye shape and your face shape quicker than somebody who has to learn from YouTube, perhaps. Mm. And I'm guessing those same skills can be transferable to your drag look. Is Absolutely. that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, okay. very, yeah, it's very important to know <clears throat> why you use certain products or what they do to change your face. Because I think in the beginning when I started, I was like, okay, you need to do this and this and this because these people told me. 
but I didn't, at first I didn't know exactly what he was doing. Mm. And once I figured out, okay, I know what this is doing to shape my face, then I could use it to, I could edit and perfect it. Yeah. Because right. I knew what it was, the goal, I knew what it was going for. Right. I sure. do, I, I do sometimes like think that people who have a lot of money and start drag, they'll just buy things that people on YouTube are recommending. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if don't they don't do know that. If yes. You, Lucy even... Hyman. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. <laughs> don't but burn I mean, her like, at the stake. You state. don't really know if you, that product's going to work for you or mm -hmm. if you need it. Like, I remember when I started drag, I was like, glitter. I want glitter. I'm going to use so much glitter in my drag. I did not. I don't like glitter. Yeah, I like you matte don't looks. use glitter. <laughs> I don't do shiny. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Is that why <laughs> like, we have all that glitter? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any leftovers? Ah, I think, yeah, you only use glitter on your clothes yeah. when you make something mm. or your yeah. props, yeah. not necessarily on your face. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because it is a bitch to clean up. It is, guys. it is. Mm. If you think you're going to be. Oh. And oh. I had, oh my God, like, I, I don't know how many guys have come to my bed and, like, I've seen glitter on their asses or something oh, yeah. <laughs> because I'll think all the glitter is gone and just the speckle of glitter will appear in the most abstract of places mm -hmm. and I'll be like, ugh. You, you, you'll be yeah. laying in bed, you'll turn around, you'll be like, honey, and then turn around, they'll just have like glitter all down the side. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What's up, babe? Uh, I used to watch the school rabbit, and one day at school, the rabbit had a chunk of glitter that I knew was mine because it was like big holographic <laughs> glitter. And I saw it on the rabbit at school. Oh, they were living their fantasy. Yeah, sure, they yeah. were like, I want to be the Easter bunny today. Yeah. Somebody pay attention to me. So, um, what is this? You are known for eyeliner. Like, I think eyeliner. for me, at least, you are one of the first people I saw who were not afraid to use a lot of eyeliner. So, what is the secret to putting on lots and lots and lots of eyeliner? Um, well, putting on lots, it's going to have to be big. Don't mm. be afraid to go to your hairline if that's what you want. Yeah. Yes. If it's drag, just go on. And if it's not right, just put on more and more and more. Because it's drag, so it's <laughs> yeah. going to... It's going to be more exaggerated. So a lot of people are scared to do big liner at the beginning. Yes. Like, and one of the things I do, I have a hooded eye, is I completely black out my lid. Mm -hmm. I don't, it doesn't. Me too. And then I just, if I have, if I'm wearing lashes, I just put the lash just somewhere on my lid. It's not on the <laughs> lash line. Because if it's on the lash line, it just weighs my eye down and yeah. it looks very droopy. Uh, mm -hmm. So like, I just completely black out my lid and then just draw a line like over my lid because... I don't need it. <laughs> okay, I'm fair, sure you fair, have to. Yeah. Yeah, just don't be afraid. When I used to draw like really big eyeliner, I still use a lot of eyeliner too because I also have super hooded eyes. But like, obviously you need to use a lot of black eyeshadow to set it. Mm, not yeah. always. It depends on what you use. Yeah, it depends on the eyeliner brand. Like for me, sometimes I cannot find my eyeliner. So I'll have to use the magic I magic uh, color. Oh, I use that all the time. And, but yes, but it. that's yeah. the one that you have to set. But if I have normal eyeliner, then I don't really need I'm to set bitch. it. I'm a sweaty bitch. I have to set yeah. her every single time. I cannot <laughs> okay. trust my own sweaty body. Okay, depends on your yeah. body type then, I guess. <laughs> I yeah. cannot set. So I, for my protagonist eyebrows, I use the magic 
or the eye magic flash palette. Mm. Yeah. And I cannot set it well enough. It's always wet. Ah, oh, so is it? Tips, yeah. Tell me. Okay, I mean, just lots and lots of black. Like, okay. yeah. I tried that yesterday and it still wasn't set. Oh. Black eye magic. Yeah. I I think I always just use black eyeshadow. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to try again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, what brand would you recommend for a starter for eyeliner? NYX Epic Liner. I swear by this. As soon as I found it, I haven't tried anything else. It is amazing, mm-hmm. and it's not very expensive. I mean, for what eyeliner is. Um, I bought the, what is it, Kat Von D NYX uh, Tattoo Liner, because mm-hmm. I heard it was the best. I prefer the NYX Epic Eyeliner. <laughs> okay. It's like less than half the price. It's, it's better than I I mean, it also yes. doesn't come with anti-vaxxing, so yeah. that's oh, a plus. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes. yeah. NYX is such a good brand for like it is, starter it drag is. queens. Oh, my God. I love NYX so much. Before NYX closed here, I would go to the fabric market, <sighs> oh, no. and exactly after the fabric market across the road, there was Straight a NYX. NYX. Yes. You know, like, oh. Uh, Why? Such a good starter drag queen it is. brand. It is. Why did they it close? Is. Uh, Nobody was buying NYX. Where were they buying makeup from? I know. But anyway, let's not sulk about it. Uh, Let's move on. I'm sorry. My heart's just still broken. So it's easy for me to start (laughs) sulking about everything. What makes an antagonist face and what makes a protagonist face? Lots of contour. I try to make... Antagonist has very sharp contour. Protagonist is a bit more muddy. I've even noticed that the way I apply my makeup when I do protagonist is different. Mm. Like, I will use my fingers sometimes instead of a brush. Which <laughs> really? Is, okay. Yeah, to, like, smudge it, because it's, like, more, like, punk Bruh. rock. And, like, oh, it's d- more dirty and, like, more grungy, I guess. But you have to also draw the, what, the bones, sharper bone structure. Yeah, yeah. It's right. so much, so hard for me to yeah. figure out, like, how to do, <clears throat> ma- like, masculine quote unquote like the yeah. norm what like, we think of as hyper masculine features yeah, yeah yeah it's quite difficult um but yeah like dark contour usually i always i haven't done much color contour protagonist but mm. i still use like the dark brown black contour because it reads better on stage mm. okay all right um, and then cool. usually a, a black lip strong lip and eyeliner. I always have eyeliner. <laughs> Ooh, a strong <laughs> nice. lip. Yeah, I mean, you see, I, th- I think um, at the end of the day, what we realized is that you are an eyeliner queen. Mm. Um, Absolutely. And king, I guess. Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to have a face, have something that's recognizable about you. Mm. You know, and when you see any antagonist, the first thing that will scream out is her eyeliner. Yes, ma'am. Yes. And so. the lips. Too, I think. Yeah, but the lips change. Like, mm. she's changed her mm. lips like a couple of times, but something that stayed the same until recently is her eyes. The right? eyes are the yes, windows exactly. to the Annie and protagonist soul. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Even protagonist is like a toned down version of my. Yeah, my antagonist. Yes, you still have it. Yeah, you still have it. No lash. Yeah, exactly. He still wants to feel a little bit of the antagonist image. Yeah, I mean, what are they? How are they related? Brother and sister, cousins, or just just through name? Just through names. Okay. Actually, Angtu gave me the name. Oh, protagonist. Oh, you know, there's antagonist. You should have protagonist. It was like. You know, your brain explodes. Yeah. How did I not think of this? Yeah. <laughs> when you said that name, I was like, wow. How? You can't get any more perfect. Any time yeah. this is already so cute. 
and then bro tagging us. I was, my mind yeah, blew. Yeah. Yeah. It was all over the floor. Because <laughs> I knew that I, because you guys know that I, my first drag king character was called Tater. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And was, oh, and I hated him. Um, and was. Uh, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> I was not a fan of Tater. Like, oh my Can God. Can you d- describe Tater for people? So, Tater is, uh, Michaela's ex-boyfriend, boyfriend, husband, whatever they want to be that night. Um, so Tater was dating Michaela Joe Carter. Okay. And so they were a couple. And so it was the Tater. In- White trailer trash from like. Yeah, exactly. From North Carolina? Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> and he would but, do mostly country songs, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that when I wanted to dive deeper into like drag king Mm. was that i didn't want to do tater all the time Mm. and so i was like how can i make something new or because i wanted to do something more like antagonist play with gender and tater is not playing with gender yeah (laughs) tater is a very one set character and it was very i guess fish for oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i call it square fish square fish fish. yeah it's it's like the worst of the alt-right yeah. Like Americans. It, I, yes. I felt I felt the male privilege the night I was tater. <laughs> yeah. I looked like a, a disgusting man. You took yes. Away, yes. Yeah. It was you just like, why rights. is this man with an unwashed shirt with uh. us in the club? You know? <laughs> yeah. yes. You were yes. telling people that not to go vote. You oh, were, I, you, not quite that. Nah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking of all the worst things about... <laughs> what we think of white trailer trash. Well, the first yeah. time I was Tater, I was dressed as Santa Claus as Tater. Oh, uh, so I was like, okay, okay. Just being really disgusting. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, come sit on Santa's lap. Tell me what <laughs> you want for Christmas. But anyway, we have to wrap up this podcast mm-hmm. because the time is up. But I do want to say that, like, you are one of the best performers in the city. Yes, And ma'am. when people see you, they will definitely remember you. Oh, uh, everybody you. probably knows who you are by now. Yes, everyone sure. knows who you are. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and across the world now, because after getting seen on Bitch Pudding's show, like more people got to see Antagonist. Yeah, so exactly. So hopefully they'll get to also see Brotagonist in the near future. Yeah. Oh, and you've done other oh, but you've also done other online drag shows as mm-hmm. well. So. Just yeah. as any antagonist though, not Brotagonist. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Not yet. I mean Deb, let's knock on wood. <laughs> There's no second pandemic, but I that was my crotch. Pandemic or not, I really think that like these uh, online shows should continue because mm. they've shown us a lot of new artists and how creative mm-hmm. uh, drag kings and queens mm-hmm. and non-binary people are. So <clears throat> I'm yeah. not I'm not the biggest fan, but I definitely just for me. But I definitely because I like the audience and the stage. But I definitely think they should keep going for the people that don't have access to an audience and a stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true Absolutely. story. Give them a chance. Yeah. All those people in like rural, mm-hmm. yes. rural parts yes. of the world. Exactly. We still want to see their art. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Insane. <laughs> and maybe uh, they could get to drag race eventually. Yeah, exactly. And get bullied. So um, where can we find you on... <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Let's... People do not do anything with Brita Filter because she like this like uh canceled her instagram because of all the hate she got oh my god i didn't know that yeah she was like it was like a whole thing about her thinking about taking her life so she wanted to commit suicide yes because of the bullying because that she got because of what people 
thought she was doing to Aiden Zane on the show. Oh, uh, crazy, guys, right? like Drag Race fans are the most stupidest, Jeffrey the most Boyer toxic, canceled his Twitter too. the most racist. Mm. I, I don't get it. Like, to me, honestly, I don't get how you can be queer and then be racist. For the longest time, I never thought that those two things could happen. Oh, girl. Because we're both, obviously, like, on... Marginalized. Uh, marginalized sides mm-hmm. of the world. But, like, all these twinky white gays that think that they know what drag is when all they wear is a stupid brand, like... What's that? Jeffree Star? No, like, I'm thinking of a clothing brand, like... Oh, uh, Abercrombie & Fitch Abercrombie & Fitch, exactly, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> you are not shit. Let me tell you now, Uh-oh. you ain't shit, you ain't never been shit, That's and you are said. not going to be shit. Uh-huh. So, if you think you've got the chops to be a drag queen, just do it. Throwing hate on somebody does not help. To the... Nope. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To Brita Filter or Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, who also recently took down his Twitter because of the bullying... Yeah. Um, Being hateful doesn't make you a better drag queen. Yeah, exactly. Being hateful doesn't. Or it doesn't make you a better gay. It just makes you a terrible person in general. Very sad and. Exactly. Obviously insecure. Yeah. Mm. I'm pretty sure they're like 12, 13, 14, you know, most of them. Mm. You know, so. um, But their words carry power. They do. They do. Have them be held accountable. Absolutely. But uh, Brita Filter. Keep filtering on, girl. Filter mm. that hate, girl. Like, yes, filter it <laughs> yeah. all out <laughs> exactly. for your namesake. And you know what? Aiden Zane has even said that they are sisters now. And yeah. it's like, the people, are, people are crazy. Yeah, people are crazy. Not to go off on a tangent, but <laughs> yeah. people are nuts, man. Let us move on. But and Annie, and, <laughs> Annie and bro are not nuts. Yeah, they uh, are, thank you. They are the spotlight. Very sweet, yeah. One a of little this, bit, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> One of the s- sweet enough after eating all that yeah. cake for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> eating like a whole Joma Bakery's w- worth of cake. Fresh garden. <laughs> oh, oh, imagine, imagine. Mm, you can't afford to smash a Joma cake. Oh, oh yeah, Joma cakes no. are expensive. Joma, and please nice. sponsor our podcast. Yes. I will eat yeah. your cake off the floor. Yes. yes. <laughs> Chocolate cake, please. Oh, my God. Ah, yes i love that carrot cake (laughs) but um where can we find you online yes um instagram pretty much only on instagram and your instagram account is antagonist that is at antagonist a n n i e t a g o n i s t bam she got it yes both times the first time (laughs) (laughs) so thank you for joining us today this was a lot of fun Mm. and uh, yeah i cannot wait to have michaela joe carter here as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. um you are gonna go down in history as one of the people that helped launch drag the drag scene the nightlife a scene not scene. launch drag yeah 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 you know we have people on our cases yeah, yeah. But, you are gonna yeah. be one of those people that people are like she is the founder or not not the founder of dragon hanoi but you know what i mean yeah, uh, yeah one yeah, of the exactly. major no, i'm not even shows. the founder of major speech. players <laughs> like definitely That's, a major player yes, in the city yes. yeah 
All right, but yeah, thank you so much for coming in, and um, I really hope that um, you can come back so that we can talk about bioqueendom in general. Mm. Um, yes, I don't know I who that. we're gonna you invite have multiples, right? because yeah, I just I, an orgy of maybe we should about... maybe we should do like ten minute <laughs> segments with like each yeah. um, bio queen and like mm. combine them together and have like an episode because I really want to hear everyone's perspective mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. I think that'd be a you great should. idea because yeah. everyone does it for different reasons. And, exactly, you know, exactly. And I think if I invite you guys all here at once, it's going to be a mess. Too much, yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds like fun. But yeah, the <laughs> microphone issue, that would be a mess because, you know, everyone would have to be like, my turn to get up here and scream into the microphone. Yeah, true story. <laughs> but that would be very much mm-hmm. important for the community if we right. could do that. Yeah, I agree. More women in drag. So, Hexie, take us out and introduce Fiona Hailey. Okay, uh, Fiona, Annie said she can smell you from a mile away, no. so I'm going to bring you out and I'm going to bathe you, <laughs> and please give us the word of the day. Yes. And everybody, please follow Annie. Yes, on <laughs> Instagram, yes. Yes, and the Drag, and the drag podcast. podcast on Facebook. Thank I'm the you. best of these outros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming, Annie. Thank you. Uh, bye. 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 <laughs>Not everyone can deliver. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay, because I've been told that I'm two-faced a lot. So, face means oh. M-A-T with the half moon on top of the A and then the, da- the dot bottom of the A. Oh, the choking okay. dot. A choking dot the deep and then the half dot. moons. Yes. So, mat means face. Mat. And you should try to give it all the time. Mat yes. you hate. Mat lone. <laughs> Yeah. I think a police officer called me Matlone before. Everyone does. Oh, I would love for a police I, I officer to call up. me Matlone. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind if he also slapped me in the face, but instead he just slapped me with a ticket instead. <laughs> Sabotage. <laughs> that right. bastard. Thank you. Bye, Matlone. Bye, oh. Matlone. <laughs> Bye, police officer. Bye. <laughs> Call me. I'm not a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs>